It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. On the field, in the broadcast booth, Ron Johnson is Minnesota sports. One of a kind opinions, big name guests, the teams you care about every, every, every day. It's the Ron Johnson Show, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota, and it starts now. Welcome to the Ron Johnson Show, and I am your host, Ron Johnson. This is the Locked On Sports Minnesota Podcast Network. My producer, Sam Mexham, is going to join the show. Today's show, we're going to have Vikings insider Tatum Everett. He's going to give us an inside look at what training camp looks like so far, what's been going on behind the scenes throughout the summer, and, and what fun things she has planned out at TCO for the fans. We're also going to jump into the Daily Three with her. We have uh, Paul Allen said that uh, Mike Zimmer wanted to fight Kirk Cousins when he shoved him. I said that before. I said the face of what Kirk Cousins did, and I said what, what another coach told me. Um, I've said that. You know, of course, now people are, are willing to talk about it. Uh, we're going to have Kalamon, and then, of course, Vikings um, won't have pads. So we'll kind of talk about what that looks like in today's NFL compared to back when I played because day one, day two, you're in pads. But Justin Jefferson hit the podium, and he had some interesting words for the world. I mean, he started off in the summer really hot, and he's continuing on that streak. But before we get into that, we got a word from our sponsors. Thanks a lot, Ron. Today I'm going to tell you again about BlueNile.com. If you're ready to pop the question, you're celebrating another milestone moment, and you want to find unique jewelry with the modern convenience of online shopping, no better place than BlueNile.com. They've got the online tools to let you choose diamond shape, size, clarity, and setting style, and then they handcraft the perfect engagement ring or other item that you might be giving a significant other. If you're looking for fine jewelry but having trouble choosing, Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7, so any hour of the day you can meet with them and find the perfect piece. So you can make the moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Locked On Sports listeners get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. That's an amazing deal. 
This podcast exclusive also includes engagement, so use the code Locked On. That's code Locked On. Every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress free and find your forever peace at BlueNile.com. Yeah, Sam. So Justin Jefferson, we know what he can be. We know what he has been. We know what he's trying to do. We know who he's trying to be like now in this offense when you look at the Rams and Cooper Cup. But Justin Jefferson hit the podium, and he had some interesting words. It felt quasiest. Like, it, it felt a little quasi. Like, hey, Quasi's wife told him to say less. I'm going to say less, too, because I, I don't have time to be a distraction during the season. I know you guys are looking for some, some comments for me to, to make, you know, Sports Center and, and all these other places and locked on. And no, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dial it back a little bit. It's time to get into football mode. It's time to go zero dark 30 like LeBron James does for the playoffs back in the day. But Sam, give me, give it to me. What did he say? Yeah, so I felt like Justin Jefferson was fairly dialed back. He didn't want to put a lot of statistical expectations on his season. Um, he, but, Ron, here's the thing. He has said this offseason at different times. He said, I want to be a Hall of Famer. I want to be a 2,000-yard receiver, he said at one point. He said in OTAs, he thinks he can put up Cooper Cup-type numbers. And then we've got this quote yesterday that we'll queue up right now, a question from Don Mitchell of Fox 9. Now it's your third year. Do you come in with more increased confidence that you have a few things under your belt? How is it, how is it inside for you for year three? Uh, well, I'm not labeled as the best receiver uh, at this point. So that's my motivation is just becoming the best receiver uh, and being the best teammate uh, for my team. You know, just doing stuff to provide for my team and uh, you know, just trying to get to that main goal. So he's humble there, Ron. He acknowledges he's not the best, but he wants to be the best, wants to be a 2,000-yard mm-hmm. receiver, wants to be a Hall of Famer. He wants all of these things. So as a, a you know former receiver yourself, Ron, is, is he putting too much on himself? Is, is he setting up goals that are just simply unattainable at this point in time? No. Um, so when you think about Chad Johnson, we saw what Chad Johnson did when he changed his name to Ocho Cinco. Uh, we saw the, the the amount of pressure he put on himself to celebrate, to do it. There's a thing. When you're good, there's no pressure. I, I think, you know, I love the Damian Lillard quote. Damian Lillard said it best. Somebody said, um, you know, now that you have all this money, do you feel pressure when you're on the court? And he said, are you kidding me? Like, I'm making millions and millions of dollars. I live in a house. I have people that can feed me. I have people that take me to where I need to be. I have somebody doing my calendar. I have somebody doing my schedule. I'm just going out here playing a game. I'm playing a game. That's not pressure. He said pressure is the mom who has to figure out where her next meal is coming from. The mom that has to figure out how to feed her kids tomorrow. The dad that has to figure out where am I going to get a job to support my family. The dad that has to figure out what money I have to put down just to take care of this mortgage because I can't handle my second mortgage or my car. Or the kid that goes to school that doesn't have the clothes or the shoes or the food for breakfast today. That's pressure. That's what I think Justin Jefferson's doing too. He's like, I'm not too fond of money. You know, like I, I got money. I'm, I'm good. I'm not great, but I'm good. I was a first round pick. Um, I, I'm playing a game. And at the end of the day, if I'm good at this game, I'm going to do it. And there's some guys that just do that, whether it's Madden, whether it's NBA 2K, whether it's chess, checkers, or hopscotch. 
There are some guys that are just competitive and they want to be the best, regardless of what people think about how they say it or how they get to it. Terrell Owens was a similar guy. He wanted to be the best. He talked about it. He said that, you know, Jerry Rice this, Jerry Rice that, blah, blah, blah. Everybody, uh, you know, you need to respect Jerry. You're in the 49ers, da, da, da. Tio goes out and has a 22-catch game. People are like, oh, you know, that's just that's just forcing him to ball. T.O.'s in the Hall of Fame. So sometimes there are people that are just that good, that they're not being uh, cocky. They're not being too boyish, bullish on themselves. Like, it's just what, what it is. Like, Justin Jefferson can get 2,000 yards. If you look at what Jamar Chase did with a full 17 games and a quarterback offense, quarterback-driven offense, Justin Jefferson now is in a quarterback-driven offense. He has a quarterback that can make the throws. He has other receivers that you can't triple team. You can, but K.J. Osborne and Adam Thielen are very, very good receivers, as well as Irv Smith Jr. You still have Dalvin Cook. you got to worry about the run game. The play action is going to work because when you have a running back that good, play action actually works. When there's running backs that isn't, you're not running the ball, it doesn't work. So, no, I don't think Justin Jefferson's putting too much pressure on himself. He's just... He's just saying what everybody else is thinking. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. I'm going to shut up and play. I'm going to show you guys. This is this is what I want to do, and now it's time to go out and do it. I don't think other players are going to show up to games like, oh, we got to stop Justin Jefferson because he wants 2,000 yards. No. They're going to play their game. Like, this, this league now is so different. Like, 70s and 80s, yeah, he might have got beat up a little bit after the play because guys are like, are you kidding me? You're out here talking like this, young guy? Like, respect your elders. We don't have that kind of league anymore. It's not that. It's it's a bunch of friendships. It's guys that know each other through social media, through working out together, through hanging out at events. It's a totally different league now. And Justin Jefferson is just a product of it. And he's showing the world, hey, I'm that good. I can be better. I'm not number one. Devontae Adams right now is quote-unquote number one. Cooper Cup is quote-unquote above him. He's like, hey, I know who I got to go after. I know the number is 2,000. I mean, we threw out the numbers a while back in the show. What he has to do to be considered the best receiver in the NFL. Mm -hmm. He had the best receiver in NFL history or a history historic season. We talked about that. You know, the 18 yeah. touchdowns, 2,000 plus yards. It was 149 catches or something like that, 148 catches. He knows what he has to do. I think, wait, was it 48 or was it 28? 149, like was, I, th I thought Cup had last year, I think. Yeah. So we kind of talked about that. Like we he knows mm -hmm. the numbers. He knows what he has to get to. So he's just he's just putting the world on notice, but he's also, you know, it's it's a this is the thing about messages like that. That's also a message to his quarterback. Like, "Hey, I want to be the best, bro. Let's go. Give me the ball. Like don't be afraid. Like throw it out there. I promise you, I won't let it get picked off." That's the trust he has to kind of earn from Kirk Cousins now when cuz we know Dante Culpepper would close his eyes and just throw the ball. Because he knew Randy Moss was down there somewhere. Like, I don't know yep. where, but he's down there. And I'm going to put it up in the middle of the field. And, hey, big fella, go get it for me. And Randy Moss, 99.9 .9 times out of 10, went and got it for Dante Culpepper. Double cover, triple cover. And that's what Justin Jefferson wants to be. But, Sam, I have a question for you. Yeah. With these comments like this, does that resonate to a Kirk? Like, this Kirk Cousins seeing that Justin Jefferson wants to be the best and is that going to kind of change Cousins' mindset? Because we know Cousins and Thielen had a great relationship. We could tell on some of the plays when Justin Jefferson was wide open, he still went to Thielen. Like, 
I'm wondering, does that change Kirk Cousins' mindset? Like, hey, I have a guy that could be or might be the best receiver in the NFL. Does he now flip that switch and say, I got to get it to him? I think Kirk Cousins mirrored very much what his coaches guided him to do last year and previous years. I think that the coaches never bought into, oh, we've got this amazing weapon in Stephon Diggs. We got to use him. We've got this amazing Mm -hmm. weapon in Justin Jefferson. We got to use him. Their view was more that Dalvin Cook is the one that needs the touches, and then the wide receivers will sort of fill in the gaps. I think that now with the permission from Kevin O'Connell and Wes Phillips, I think Kirk Cousins now will be more free to liberally throw the ball Justin Jefferson's way without fear of repercussion. I think there was probably a little bit of tension worrying that if I make mistakes, I'll be in hot water with the previous coaching staff. And I don't feel like that's going to be the case now. So I think that that message from Jefferson combined with the freedom of this coaching staff will allow him to relax and get the ball to Jefferson at all costs um, without worrying too much about maybe the, the potential interception total rising. Well, yeah, well, there you have that. We know what Kirk Cousins can be. We know what Justin Jefferson should be, and we know what the Vikings want to be. I mean, everybody's thinking with this coaching staff, this this front office, this is a team that's kind of built for the next two years to possibly go for a Super Bowl. Three, four defense now is Darius Smith and Daniil Hunter. A different vibe around TCO. Guys having fun. And let's see if they can get it out of them. But, hey, we got Tatum Everett joining the Ron Johnson Show. It's going to be the Hanging with Ron Johnson segment with my girl Tatum Everett. You see her all over Viking social media. You see her on her own social media. And she does a lot of stuff with me during the season. Tatum Everett. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. And there she is, Tatum Everett, joining the Ron Johnson Show. For those watching on YouTube, you can see her pretty face. For those listening, hey, you can listen, but make sure you go over to YouTube if you want to see what she looks like. She's an awesome person. She's in the. She's got secret stuff behind her about Vikings, the, the season coming up. She's got oh, yeah. old playbooks. <laughs> she's got Kirk Cousins' know, wristband. No, no, funny, none what? of the above, but we do have, we just found some uh, old time Vikings gear and I think they're about to drop some content with that soon. It's pretty cool. A lot of old logo stuff, starter jackets. I mean, Ron, you probably had one of those. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Not the Vikings though, but I had the Notre Dame. I don't know why no, right. I, I was in Detroit, but I had the Notre Dame starter jacket with a quarter zip. I mean, that was, that was probably the coolest jacket out when I was like back in the eighties and nineties, like that, oh, yeah. that meant something. But then, you know, of course time went on and then they had the race car jackets. They had the NFL NBA jackets with all the patches of every team on it. I don't know if you remember mm-hmm. that. I had all those, like it was, it, I, I was doing a little bit too much. Nice. You know, I, I did a little bit too much with jackets. I, I, I overdid it. Well, Ron, you, you, you like the too much. That's okay. And some things never change. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. You know, got the flower on the suit, got the, got the pocket square, got the ascot, you know, like bow tie. I didn't do the Doing bow tie last year. I might have bring the bow tie. I like it. I like it. 
I got to bring the bow tie back out. But we got Tatum Everett, so we got to get down to the juicy juice of the stuff that she knows. So, Tatum, you're in the building. You're an employee of the Vikings. You're in a Vikings Entertainment Network. Just do it all. What's the vibe like for day one? Because that's when everybody comes out and you, you kind of can kind of sense where the team's headed. Yeah, no, vibe check was good. It was a very excited practice. I don't think it was it was surprisingly a little bit more clean, I think, than you're normally seeing. Because a lot of these guys talk about this is just the acclimation period. This is the time to knock the rust off. This is the time to get underneath you both have put on the pads in the next couple of days and really get things going. And that just changes everything. So, I mean, the guys are in good moods. They uh, seem pretty focused, but they also seem like they're enjoying themselves. Yeah, and, and when I see the picture of like Daniil Hunter and Zadarius Smith and then their coaches behind them with the bunny rabbit ears, like, I mean, let's be honest, that's stuff that you would not see. Now, now, now Coach Patterson definitely was cool, fun, you know, but he also sure. had somebody to answer to. You know, that's not something you would see the coaching staff do, um, like taking pictures with their players, goofing off. I mean, other than the strength coach and uh, Coach Derek Keys, you didn't see a lot of coaches goofing off with their players before or during practice. Like, I mean, how, how are the players taking it? Because you see the Lions and Dan Campbell doing up-downs. Yeah. I mean, how are the players taking to a coach like this that's kind of like a Dan Campbell where it's like, hey, coach is involved in every part of practice? You know, I, I don't think coach will be doing his up-downs, but he does do the Peloton <laughs> bike. So maybe uh, if the players knew that, they would, they wouldn't, uh, it would be a competition. But no, they, they are. They're all in a good mood and they, and they hang out together. And you see the smiles. You see the goofiness. I think that's a great example you gave with Mike Smith and Zedaria Smith. I mean, they had a connection before they got here. And so the fact that Daniil's now kind of in this little trio is great because you're really expecting big things from those bookends, right, uh, this season. So I, it really is like it, I know that I feel like we're kind of keep saying this over and over again that it's just different. It's a different vibe. Mm -hmm. It's an excited energy, um, you know, and, and I always caution that with just let's see it turn into the wins and the results and things like that because you're trying to build a foundation when you come here. You know, that's like their number one priority is building that foundation and that culture. They emphasize team bonding. They emphasize being, knowing each other from the very first meeting when they had to get up and say something about themselves in front of the whole room. So, you know, th they really are trying to build this from the bottom up. Well, I'm gonna put you in front of the training camp room. If you had to stand up and say, my name is Tatum Everett, I'm from blah, 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 blah. What would, what would okay. something you'd say about yourself like to kind of introduce yourself to the team? Is it football related? It could be anything. It doesn't have to be football related. Okay. Um, I probably would say, hi, my name is Tatum Everett. I'm from New Orleans, Louisiana. And I'm a big Broadway musical fan. <laughs> like do you want to be in them or are you just like going to them oh i mean if i could sing for sure but you know this is why i talk for a living and i don't sing for a living <laughs> so if like so hamilton is that one of your like have you seen that one? Oh yeah oh i knew all the words to hamilton when i went to go see it the first time and it was took all every mind of you know ounce of me not to like want to enjoy but yeah that's a revolutionary one but yeah I think I'd say something a little off the wall right because a lot of these guys already knew each other and they already know a lot about right. each other and you never know maybe you find someone that you can go to the theater with <laughs> <laughs> they're trying to go see Hamilton man theater I, I guess hey, I mean because I did see Hamilton 
and it was good. It got a little long, but it was good. So I'll give you that. Um, so another one for you. You are you're engaged now. So congratulations. You're engaged. Thank you. I don't know if you I were am. engaged the last time we had you on the show. Um, but how is mm -hmm. that planning um, with like football season around? Like, have you just put it on a hiatus mm -hmm. and said, ah, I'm good right now. We'll wait till the season's over and I'll plan it. Or are you kind of Kardashian it behind the scenes and, you know, every day you're sitting around looking at stuff, trying to figure out the dress, saying yes to the dress, putting your bridesmaid boxes together to send out. Like, what, what does that look like? God, I feel like you're inside my head, Ron. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, actually, I found a dress last weekend here in Minneapolis. I was really pumped to okay. find it here um, instead of because I went home and looked and I didn't find anything. But Minneapolis, you know, was a great place. Um, you know, it's funny that you say that because it's a running joke in my family. And this is I mean, this goes back to when I was growing up that we just don't go to weddings in the fall. And that is because it's during football season. Like that's just kind of like, I get fall weddings are beautiful. I completely understand them. But where I come from, like my, we miss weddings to go to LSU games, right? So like that was already gonna be off the table. It was just gonna be off the table. So we're having a May wedding. Um, I actually do have to miss a game this season for a wedding, uh, but it's my fiance's brother's wedding. So it's a little important. Okay. Uh, so it'll be my first Just time that bit. I miss a game for a wedding, but the planning never stops. Um, I have a great and dad who are kind of handling everything back home, uh, cause we're going to be married in New Orleans. And so they're just kind of doing everything behind the scenes and about to send out those bridesmaids boxes this week. So thanks for the reminder, Ron. So when you... <laughs> So you're looking at a May wedding. Okay, so we got that. We got a May wedding. Um, you've got the dress. You've already said yes to the dress. And so let's talk ring because, you know, he put a ring on it. Um, and so clearly, you know, he okay. liked it. So for the Beyonce fans out there, I know Lori Fisher, um, you know, she the, she's a huge Beyonce fan. Exactly. There you got it. Um, but let's talk about rings. The, <laughs> the end all okay. be all of the Vikings is a ring. And, and there was a stat posted, and I don't know if you know this, but – the Vikings have the best winning winning percentage of every team that's never won a Super Bowl. They were like, uh, I think their winning percentage is like five five seven point five five seven, so almost fifty six percent winning percentage. So above five hundred, they're the only team above five hundred. The next team was forty eight percent. I think that was the Titans. The Buffalo Bills are on there. The Bengals are on there, uh, which is surprising because I remember the Icky Woods days and Boomer Siason, and then also now the Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow. So I would assume they won't, but they have not won one either. Um, with that, you know, kind of thought that they're always above 500. They never want to tear down the team. Quasi even said, you know, this is not a blow up. I'm not going to go full blown Rams and just leverage my entire team for one season and try to win a Super Bowl. But, but what, what do the Vikings mindset wise need to do? Cause they've been to the playoffs with Kirk Cousins. He's beat the saints in the playoffs. So they know they can do it. Uh, they've been to the playoffs with, uh, Case Keenum. They just blew it against the Eagles. They were one game away. What, what do the Vikings need to do, or what are, what are you hearing around the building that kind of like, what do we need to do to get to a Super Bowl? I think it's just buying into this culture and this system because Kevin O'Connell's obviously coming in here with that proven track record, and he's assembling the best possible thing. And, and I, you know, I agree with Quasey that you didn't really need to blow things up. Now, does that mean he doesn't blow them up if this doesn't work in a season, two seasons, three seasons? Probably not. But, you know, for now, this is what they choose to go with. And, 
you can tell that they put a lot of thought into everything that they do. And it's not just one person making those decisions. So this is a belief system that's with that comes from the top down, but includes everyone along the way. And so I think that when you're starting to be a staff that teaches more, that includes the players, makes them have fun, it, it kind of returns that spirit of just like wanting to be out there. Like at the end of the day, Ron, you know, like this is their jobs, like they collect paychecks and and sometimes they know that this, you know, their teams are kind of just maybe they won't don't have that edge. But these players think this team has a chance at the Super Bowl. And so you get more from the players then and you get. Oh, oh well, that was fancy. Sorry, I got distracted by the screen. OK, I see that. Yeah, I mean, so you got the Titans, Chargers, Panthers, Bills, Bengals, Falcons, Cardinals. Wow. Yeah. The Vikings are the only team above 500. Man. Yeah. And the Lions, so of course, wow. suck. Well, I mean, so they also, it's, it's... yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so does this go any further? No, I'm teasing. <laughs> uh, nope, the Lions yeah, are at the yeah, bottom. I, I, yeah, yeah. You do love to note that, don't you? But hey, you know what? I, I mean, do. I'm not going to lie, Ron. That, that, that team is a, kind of a sleeper for me right now as far as, like, could win more games than you think. Yeah, I agree. They can. They can. Dan, I mean, like I said, Dan Campbell's out there doing up-downs with the players. I think they're going to buy into his craziness this year. Uh, they were in every mm -hmm. single game. I, when I saw that stat that they were in every single game. That's what everyone says I mean, about the Vikings, the Vikings. Too. I know. That is true. And But the Vikings lost some they shouldn't have lost when you look at the Cardinals, the Bengals, the Lions. If Cam mm -hmm. Dantzler just lines up on the goal line, they're right there. Um, so with that said, so the, the two-minute defense and Ben Lieber – put this out there too. It was a bunch of people, somebody tweeted it and then Ben Lieber reiterated. We've talked about this during our season with the post game show with you and I, uh, the yeah. last two minutes, cause the last thing about this, the last two minutes of every game, we were sitting in that studio and I, I I'm pretty sure if we could bite our nails, they would have been gone. Uh, because at the last two minutes of every game, we could never just start the show. We could never just say, okay, two minutes left. Let's start. Get we have to watch it because it was always down to the wire. And there was a stat saying that in the last two minutes afterwards. of the game, <laughs> right? The last two minutes of every game, though, <laughs> yeah, the Vikings, right. uh, like, gave up the most points or something, like a ridiculous amount of points in the NFL, like in the last two minutes. And they said if the Vikings had stopped them, I think half the time or something. But basically, if they had done that in the last two minutes, uh, I think their record, they would have lost like instead of losing nine or eight games, they would have lost like four. And so they were that yeah, close from crazy. being thirteen and four to being what they were and, you know, barely like just, just being, I mean, just kind of being mediocre. And so when you see that defensive change and now you have a three, four defense, you have coaches out there having fun. You got Lewis seen now you, you got a Brian Osamoa. So you add some speed to this defense for those sub packages. Um, how is this team mindset wise, not being defensive led now and kind of Kevin O'Connell being more of an offensive head coach, you know, where we're looking at the offense a ton now. He's putting a ton of time with the offense. Um, can this be a Packers type of team? I do think that as uh, your point saying that, um, you know, he's spending so much time on the offense, but that tempo of offense is really challenging this group. I spoke to a player mm -hmm. the other day and he said, we're going to keep that offense on a timer or something because they go so fast in practice that these guys have to consistently stay on their toes and be ready to go. But several of the defensive players that I've talked to are, are back to that 
we're having fun and we're learning because a lot of this has changed. Even the rookies that you mentioned coming in, they're learning, learning the new system, but a lot of these older guys are learning new verbiage and there is a learning curve with that. I think that mm -hmm. this coaching staff knows what guys like Harrison Smith and Eric Kendricks are good at, and they're going to complement mm -hmm. that. And so I think that's where the key lies is, is, Ed Donatel has been here for so in the league for so long and you don't stay in the league that long if you're not a good teacher or coach and you adapt your system to your players as opposed to yeah. having a system and just filling it in. Right. So I think yep. that that's kind of the feel that I'm getting from this coaching staff and these players, but I really can't emphasize enough whenever I speak to players, the word fun is always in the conversation. Right. And that's, I mean, I think that's the key to this thing. I mean, you have to have fun with it. Uh, you you have to, you know, be around there. I think Daryl Reed, former uh, Broncos Super Bowl champ, or no, sorry, Colts Super Bowl champion, but played for the Broncos. Um, he had Ed Donatel and he said the same thing. Like, it's fun, but it's a lot of moving. Um, it, 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 you know, mm -hmm. the offense kind of, like I said, it, the, the pace of it feels like, you know, the Rams. Like, the Rams were kind of the greatest show on turf 2.0. Like, they were always motioning, moving. So I think Kevin O'Connell is trying to get to that. He doesn't want to show the, the media because he doesn't want to end up on, you know, somebody's Twitter about here's what my offense looks like. Uh, so they're going to definitely have yeah, some non-media practices to, and make sure. To training camp and you'll get fan videos. <laughs> oh, yeah. So he's he's trying to cut down on that because he doesn't want anybody to know. But now the, the hanging with Ron Johnson's over. Now it's time to put Tatum under the gun. We got the daily three. Mm. That's three questions, three minutes each. Sam Ekstrom's going to lead the way, and we're going to follow. Here we go. Tatum, I got to ask you a question first. Were you here in week five of last season? Yes. Okay, perfect. So you were here for the shove heard around the world between Mike Zimmer and Kirk Cousins after the Lions win. Not a loss, a win. So there's this awkward shove kind of celebration thing, and people were like, whoa, were they mad at each other? Or whoa, was that just like a weird way of being happy? Um, and they kind of played it off. They played it cool. But now Paul Allen comes out and says that Zimmer actually was pretty irked at Kirk and wanted to go and wanted to, uh, to get in the boxing ring with him. How do you two interpret that event? Ron, we'll start with you. It was the shove out of celebration or was it out of, uh, frustration? The shove for Kirk was like, you, you do. I know you don't believe in me. Like, look what I just did again. Like, I just did it again. He did the same. Like, if he could have shoved one of the Washington commanders, coaches, or, or owners at that time, that's the you like that. Like, that's like, you don't want to pay me a big contract. You guys keep extending my contract and making me a franchise contract or a quarterback. You like that. Like, you see what I can do for you. That's the same thing happened. Mike Zimmer, oh, he doesn't make the plays in prime time. You know, we got to dial it back. I don't know if I want to give him the offense. He goes down, drives it, boom, shoves him. You like that? Like, you see what I can do? I told you I can do it. Zimmer, super surprised, you can tell, because when I tweeted it out, you got to look at the picture. He, uh, kept Derek Keys, and then the other, I forgot who, was behind him. And, and let's, let's be honest, black guys or black people's faces in moments like that tell it all. You know, white people have a good job of kind of hiding their, their feelings, but, but black people just can't. Like, they're going to tell you exactly how they feel sometimes. And honestly, it's not racial. Women will give it away, too. There was no women on the sideline, like women will give you their facial expressions right away. There's not a lot of women, some, or not, sorry, there's some women that can't hide it. And that, that the faces of those coaches that knew what was going on, they knew Zimmer wanted to fight. That's why they held him back. 
Like, and that's why they were making those faces. So it, it's one of those like memes from TikTok where the music goes, oh no, oh no, oh no, no. <laughs> yeah. And then and you see all the different faces of everybody. That's what I saw. So yeah. yes, I, they wanted to fight and Kirk Cousins would have whooped Mike Zimmer's butt. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Yeah, I don't wow. know. I don't know if I agree with you, Ron, all the way. I really don't. I, <laughs> I get that there's the hostility and the animosity that we've been hearing in the, in the, you know, in the media. But and and look, I'm coming at you from not speaking to either party about that, so this is not coming from them. I just don't see that that Kirk and and Zimmer really doing that that publicly, like being out there and and and. You're in the moment. You just won a game. It's it's a happy emotion. You're like, gosh, we did it, right? Like, I get mm-hmm. that. I, th- I think the surprise and the look of like, oh, dear God, what's going on was on his face. But I don't necessarily believe it was totally malicious. But again, maybe it was. And, you know, who am I to say that, you know, I just want to believe <laughs> the best in people. I don't think it was malicious from Kirk. I think Kirk was just saying, you like that. Yes. Zimmer yeah. was, mm-hmm. Zimmer's face was like, hey. Let's go. And Kirk's not a fighter. Hands off, buddy. But if he had to put, but if, if it was for charity and he had to put those gloves on like Jake Paul did with a lot of people, hey, I'd love to see a Kirk Cousins, Mike Zimmer charity boxing match. Like that would sell out in Minnesota for sure. And maybe across the world. Because maybe so many maybe people, they can be on. Maybe yeah, they can be going. on Adrian they, Peterson's card. Hey, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, there's a lot of people in the world want to see Kirk Cousins fight. Kirk Cousins, Mike Zimmer first before Le'Veon Bell and uh, Adrian Peterson. Hey, yep, that would sell some yeah. tickets. That's the main event right there. Adrian and Le'Veon are the undercard. Um, next question for you. Kellen Mond spoke yesterday at training camp. He said that he lost a lot of weight when he got COVID last year, and it affected his throwing motion because he was overcompensating, and he felt like his play suffered because of it. Uh, how do we feel about Kellen Mond at this point? Do we think that with some more development, another year under his belt, can he grow into a backup quarterback? Ron, let's see what you think. Uh, I think he can. I think he has the athletic tools. He has the ability. He has the size. Um, he has the arm strength. Now, I do agree. I said that a couple times on the show, that his throwing motion looked a little bit stiff, uh, looked a little bit off. Um, I didn't realize it was because of the COVID thing, but I know I've said that before on KFAN. I've said it on here. I've said it probably on some Viking stuff. I said he looks stiff, and I said, you know, some coach needs to get with him and work. Now, there's the difference. Mike Zimmer's not a quarterback. You know, his, his offensive coordinator wasn't a quarterback. Gary Kubiak was. So when you don't have a guy that's truly a QB guru, that's why you see so many guys working with George Whitfield in the offseason because they go to a quarterback's coach, a guy that's been doing it. Chris Winkie, we know he has a quarterback's deal that he does. And so um, who was the other guy that said that? Um, uh, the Titans old coach or somebody, or Kurt Warner said that because the Titans quarterback didn't want to work out with the new guy. And Kurt Warner said, hey, come to me. I'll, I'll take care of him. If you don't want to do it, I got him. Um you have to find guys like that. Like that's why receivers go work out with receiver gurus because they gotta they gotta retool their you know their 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 basket. And so yeah, I, I think that he can be developed, but Kevin O'Connell's gonna have to work with him in that throwing motion. I I'll take Ron's point 
further and just and fully agree that that the fundamentals really need to be worked on after, especially after what he talks about with his COVID weight loss. However, it's hard to make a judgment with that as being the first year, right? So we're going into this new mm-hmm. staff. Coach O'Connell is going to help. But I think furthermore, assistant quarterbacks coach Draw Johnson is in this building, and we did a podcast with him, and he was telling us that before he came to the NFL and was a quarterbacks coach or, or an assistant coach or what, a quality control assistant, all, you know how you work your way up. Before he did that, he was working in the private quarterback coaching sector. So he has held mm-hmm. camps, worked for guys, worked with quarterbacks one-on-one on the fundamentals, on throwing motions, on footwork. So it's almost like having a personal in-house quarterbacks coach that can work with Kellen. They both went to the same school. Drod set records at Texas A&M and Kellen broke them. So they are, they didn't, they weren't there at the same time, but they have that connection. So I think that that could be like a underlying factor in Kellen's development. And so right now it's up to him to see if he can really earn a backup role or not. Yeah, yeah I totally agree with that. I'd say, yeah, I'd say the Jarrett, uh, you know, the quarterback piece, if you play the position, you can coach it. And that's the difference in this staff and the last staff. All right, last one. We're going to come at it from a player's perspective with Ron and a journalist's perspective with Tatum. They're not wearing pads right now. They're in the ramp-up period out there. It is not quite real football in my estimation. Ron, tell me, how hard is it to really evaluate these guys when they're wearing T-shirts and shorts versus pads? And same goes for you, Tatum, just observing it and not really seeing kind of the pads popping. Ron, let's start with you. Well, hey, I'm a journalist. So from a journalist standpoint, I think it could get done. No, um, <laughs> I'll say this. When I was with the Bears, um, we that's when those practices kind of stopped. But we still were doing three-a-days. You just had to do like two uh, non-padded practices, and then we had a night like scrimmage. And I made a ton of plays without pads on. And that's how I ended up upseeding and getting a spot as, a, as the, like the fourth, fifth wide receiver. And then, a you know, co-tight end, I guess you call it. Um, you know, I was making plays without pads. Why? Because the guy guarding me didn't have pads. So it's an even playing field. Now, the big difference is, yeah, with the pads, they can jam you a little bit. And they have a little bit more area to jam you. But coaches can get an idea. K.J. Osborne, I think, took the world by storm last year in minicamp padless. Like his catches, his diving catches, um, his ability to get open, making plays. Uh, K.J. Osborne earned his spot padless. Um, So watching some of the mic'd up Kevin O'Connell stuff, and of course, like, I just, I can't take my my, my coaching hat off when I'm watching that. I'm not listening to Kevin O'Connell. I'm watching those receivers run routes. Amir Smith-Marset looks good. But this is what I'll say. When Kevin O'Connell saying, come back to the ball, you don't need pads on to come back to the ball. And if you notice, like Justin Jefferson attacks the ball, uh, Adam Thielen attacks the ball, a couple guys just stopped and they're waiting for the ball. Well, that's when a guy like Patrick Peterson is going to come through and knock the ball down. That's why they say come back. So those are the things that pad list coaches want to say because when you put the pads on, it's not, gonna, it's not a magic wand. You're not going to do it all of a sudden. So, yes, they can make this team and get kind of a, a lead with pads off. But, hey, when the pads are on, they still want to see what can this guy do because this is what we do it in. I mean, from a journalist perspective, it's definitely certain positions, right? Like you can see KJ Osborne or Herb Smith really making a standout last season in training camp or BC Johnson or whatnot. However, like it's so many drills and it's working the fundamentals and they're important. But as a journalist, like 
there's only so many times I can show Daniil Hunter with his feet, you know, his hand in the, in the dirt, just like running around a coach for like two seconds and put that on the TV. <laughs> so, you know, those observations are kind of like, you know, you're, 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 you're looking, you're getting to know numbers, you're understanding like the order that they run those drills in. You're kind of looking at that, maybe looking at who's getting the starting nod, who's not, is that rotating? You're really looking at a lot of that more, I think during mm -hmm. this period than you are kind of evaluating like the head to head matchups, uh, it's not as fun, but, you know, you got to get through it. And uh, I think it's coming soon. Yeah. It feels like forever. Watching watching the receivers and the defensive backs go against each other, that feels pretty authentic. The stuff with the linemen in the trenches, I mean, that's not that's Yeah, not I hate, I hate linemen we'll drills there. without pads. That is, that is still the dumbest thing. I hate when, like, those <laughs> other publications post Twitter videos – of a defense alignment running over an offense alignment padless. Like, come on, man. Like, stop this. This is madness. Or offense alignment just absolutely holding the jersey of a defense alignment and he's mm -hmm. just he can't get get away from like, come on, man. Stop the madness. Like, but yeah, receivers, DBs. Um, I get it. I didn't even realize there were other positions on the field than receiver. Like, you know, Tatum, I forgot when Tatum said that, I'm like, oh yeah, the, the defense line. Sure yeah. Oh yeah. Forgot about that. I didn't know they were out there. Ron, I feel like you gotta start a new segment <laughs> called Stop the Madness. Hey, I like that. I like that. I might have to do that. Like, I'll write that down. Crazy. I'm taking a note of yeah. that. I don't stop hear I don't hear very many people madness. say that, but I like it. They have to stop the madness. I hate that. I hate that. I, you know what? Yeah, I like that. I do like that because I do Every instead day. of the Ron's rant. Because I have the Ron's rant, but stop the madness. Yeah, there's like a lot of there's a lot of madness this, out there. I don't know. I mean, I even want the Kardashian madness. Maybe to you stop. have both. Maybe this is maybe this is not the Ron Johnson show. It's just the Ron rant show. Hey, that's what it's gonna become. Hey, that's what I'm. I'm, I'm looking. I told Skip that I'm like, hey, this year, like I'm I'm looking forward to some of these like games because we're going to get to really go off on the people that question so much and i hope i don't have to eat my words but i think we're going to get to go off on some fans that really question qb1 um because i i really think like his mindset has changed but i was gonna say like the stop the madness for me would be kim kardashian saying that you know kanye when he got all the sex tapes for her so she doesn't have to worry anymore like stop this matt like stop that like come on now it's still on the internet like people can still I, find you. I think this is like the like, second time you've talked about Kim Kardashian, though. That's usually two more times than I do a day. Hey, the Kardashians, like it's it's always something with them. There's six degrees of separation from something. Like you can find any tweet <laughs> in six ways. I mean, if you say Lake Minnetonka, you can find a Kardashian because you're gonna have Chris Humphreys on his boat, and then hey, there's Kim. So there's always a way to find that. You would have loved that though, Tatum. A couple summers ago, Kim Kardashian used to be out on Lake Minnetonka with, with Chris uh, with uh, Chris Humphreys. I'm not a big, I'm not a big like, just, Kardashian just hanging out. fan. No, it was just funny to see though, like how plain and like, you know, without all the stuff, like how plain and basic she was. You know, it wasn't like what you see on TV when she was in Minnesota. And that's why Chris and her oh, didn't work because he made like a comment. That? No, he made a comment on the show about that too. Like she said something and he's like, Kim, like just a couple years ago, nobody knew who you were. You know, like, so yeah, so it's, 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 oh yeah. So that's like, he why doesn't, they he doesn't work out. Okay, now I got yeah, it. Segment have one tomorrow, the latest Pete <laughs> Davidson, Kim K gossip, segment one. Exactly. Okay. 
Well, that's what happens when you hang out with with, with Tatum. You never know what's going to come up. But, hey, that's the Ron Johnson Show. This is the Locked On Sports Minnesota Podcast Network. I'm Ron Johnson. That's Tatum Everett. Sam Ekstrom led the way. That was the Daily Three. We talked about Justin Jefferson. Is he the best receiver in the NFL? Can he do it? 2,000 yards. Is he a JJ2K? That's what we're going to call him. And that'll do it for today. Make sure you please subscribe, download, like, and follow. And please share it. Tell your friends about it. But have a great day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.